listening to another episode of the Niagara Moon Podcast. I'm Thomas. I hope you're still hanging in okay, uh, given how crazy things are right now. I have lost count of how many weeks it's been since the uh, the whole quarantine started. Getting kind of tired of it, but uh, it is what it is, and just going to keep on going until things get better out there. I'm, I'm hanging in okay overall. I uh, am only eight days away at this point from the launch of our new album, Fuzzy Thinking, and still very excited about that. Lots to do around that. And um, if you uh, haven't signed up already, or maybe you haven't heard me give the spiel, but uh, it's available free for you to experience via multi-day interactive deal. You can uh, get more details at freeniagaramoonalbum.com. You can sign up there. And uh, that's all I'll say about that for now, but uh, definitely encourage you to check that out. Besides that, we have a very, very gracious and interesting guest for uh, the episode of the week, Danish electronic producer Lauga, a.k.a. Henrik Laugason. We're in a few of the same kind of music community groups online, and uh, he's just seemed like a really uh, generous member of that community. I checked out his music on Spotify. He's got a huge following, and rightfully so. It's the kind of stuff that takes you to another planet. I mean, you'll hear me describe it as like a sci-fi soundtrack, but uh, it's there's there's a side of me that really loves uh, immersive kind of ambient electronic music and and sort of synth soundscapes and Brian Eno sort of uh, atmospheric music, and uh, he executes it perfectly and uh i've i've really been enjoying checking out his latest release super super new actually uh latitudes that just came out um within a few weeks and uh it's really beautifully made uh very intricate layers of sound i definitely recommend it to anybody who uh who's into that sort of ambient music anyway i hope i'm not blathering on too long but uh just henrik is a super down-to-earth Nice guy, and it was really, honestly, very fun to to chat with him. And uh, he's been at this a long time. He's got some stories. He'll tell you all about it. Um, Let's get into it. Nice to meet you, Henrik. Likewise, man. How do I pronounce your uh, last name or your your artist alias? Uh, Laugesen. Laugesen. <laughs> so, like Lauge, you go by Lauge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. It's it's a, it's something that's usually really hard for other people than Danish to to pronounce. Um, well, so I've heard I've heard all sorts of versions of it, but it's all right. Lauge. Yeah. I guess that's come. That's just what comes with it. So. Well, at least there's no um, like J's or silent letters or oh no, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of consonants in a row or something. It's one of the easier uh, yeah names to figure out. Yeah, um, and you're based in Copenhagen. Um, actually, a bit outside of Copenhagen, uh, sixty kilometers uh, to the south. So, which is in the countryside here. So mm. it's uh, it's pretty cozy. It's near the near the sea. So I'm I'm really happy with living uh, out of the city. We moved out three years ago, me and my wife. 
got a nice house in a small village. It's really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to visit Denmark someday. Imagine the, oh, yeah. the scenery there is quite beautiful. Um, I went to, when I, just when I was a kid, I went to like uh, the Netherlands. That's the only time I've been to continental oh, okay. Europe. But Yeah, all right. The Netherlands is uh, a bit similar to Denmark, actually. Um, also, the language does sound a bit like each other when you're a foreigner. and uh, But they're definitely not alike, but mm. they do sound a bit alike, actually. There was a lot of Nether uh, Dutch people coming to Denmark back in the Middle Ages. So, hmm. actually, where I come from in Denmark, there is uh, a lot of um, people uh, whose uh, whose ancestors were from the Netherlands because they came up here and were uh, farmers. Hmm. So, actually, I have a Dutch family as well, uh, far, far, far away out. I feel like a lot of those cultures in Europe or different groups of people like went from one area to another at some point in time. It's kind of all mixed together depending on where yeah, you go. Yeah, and it's not that far away. It's it's yeah. pretty close. So huh. especially compared to American standards, uh, this is right. really close. <laughs> yeah, it's basically all the same state. Yeah, um, probably. <laughs> and uh, how's your uh, your area being affected by the, the pandemic doing okay out there or? uh well it's yeah we're doing fine out here there's uh honestly there's not so much difference uh mm. from my usual lifestyle um I, I do spend a lot of my time in the studio anyway so yeah, same uh, here. <laughs> so, but but there's restrictions uh and people aren't allowed to group uh mm. together yeah. so and I think it will be even more restricted uh, during the couple of next days here. So, yeah. but we'll see. I, I guess not. Not so many people are uh, are affected in Denmark after all. Um, but how do we know already? I'm not really sure. But it seems like they're doing a big effort to to minimize it, uh, the effects of it. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm already just based on your music and. Um... You know, I, I've seen your your posts online for a while. I imagine you as somebody who, um, maybe not quite a homebody, but you're you're very home studio based. Your, yeah, your productions are so intricate. I imagine so much time goes into them. Yeah, that's uh, the usual thing I spend my time on. Uh, that's uh, that's the way it is. Um, I only work uh, two days a week, um, and then I have five days a week for music which is a really, really nice way to split it into so I don't have to, so to speak, um, get my income from music, but I have a steady income from eight days of work uh, each month, uh, which pays the bills. So uh, I can really put myself into music for uh, for the main part of my time, and that's really, really giving. And also I don't have to, to make... Uh, things I don't want to I can make mm. the exact kind of music I want to do and do it in the way I want to and try it out I don't have to um, meet any deadlines or anything and that's really really nice instead of having to chase all these gigs and mm. uh, release schedules and all that uh, I think this is a better way to do it and I'm really happy with it I've never been so productive than a, so it's it's definitely the way to go for me. Yeah, you're describing the dream. 
I, I imagine your your musical activities haven't been too affected by everything shutting down as well. You, no, you're not no, so uh, no. concert focused. Exactly. No, not not anymore. Uh, last year, I decided not to play any gigs anymore. Uh, I I did play gigs for uh, what is around 17 years or so. After all, uh, but I quit it now because I've uh, honestly I've never been uh, feeling comfortable being on stage. So uh, I really don't like that. I don't like performing. Um, I have done it a lot, but I've never really. Say, yeah, 17 years. You've definitely done your time. Yeah, yeah, I have, um, and I've I've seen some interesting places and parties, and that's been really really cool. But I've definitely also seen the the bad sides of it, uh, mm. <laughs> being left alone in the airport, and all that stuff. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, so you oh, really yeah. traveled back in the day for it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, which was really nice, actually, and. All up to last year, I had a lot of things planned, but eventually I decided to cancel them all and refund the organizers. So I just said, I'm not going to do this anymore hmm. because I really like the idea of it. But when it comes around and I'm about to leave and to travel, I really hate it. And I'm stressed out, uh, completely stressed out about it. So I think this is better. I can focus more on production, which I really like, and not so much on the other thing. So that's great. Yeah, and your kind of music too, I I mean, there might be a way to go about it, but it doesn't really strike me as something you take in in a, like a live setting, a communal experience. It's, it's very, um, it's kind of like a soundtrack. And yeah, especially the, and... especially the the later years. Yeah, definitely. Um, before that, there was a lot more um, bass heavy music uh, with a lot of uh, trance uh, elements, which were definitely more uh, suited for dance floors. Okay, so you you were doing kind of more dance oriented. Yeah, maybe still music still the within past. the still within the the ambient and chilled part, but definitely. Uh, some sort of four to the floor, uh, trancey, uh, psychedelic down tempo. Mm. Yeah, once you go really kind of beatless and ambient and and spacey in a live setting, I I feel like the only people making that work have these crazy visual components going on. It's it's this whole mm. extravagant like light show and. Yeah, exactly. I tried that once in uh, in the Ukraine. Uh, playing a beatless live set in um, 3D uh, arts uh, party uh, showcase. Uh, that was really weird, and it was a really weird experience playing completely beatless for two hours. Um, it bored me, <laughs> actually, it did. <laughs> but it, it definitely looked like people were enjoying all the art on the walls, and these oh. uh, 3D uh, things, and in all these luminescent colors um, but it was still a really weird experience that's the only time I really played completely beatless and I, I, I don't I don't enjoy that uh, two hours in a is a long set. time to fill with that yeah for of... sure um, and especially with um, with that kind of music I, I like playing DJ sets at home and recording the monthly set I do with beatless music but uh, it's it's better when it's someone else's music. Hmm. Uh, I enjoy that more when I uh, 
when I do the mix series because uh, I've heard my own tracks so many times that eventually it will definitely get boring listening to uh, right and if you're not feeling it yeah. completely it's really oh that's that's what i felt around about playing that sort of music live yeah you'd just kind of be going on autopilot at that point um well i can certainly understand the uh the appeal of being able to focus on production and kind of home composition and producing i I certainly also consider myself uh, someone where that's like my favorite part. And the more I can do that when I'm doing music, the better. Um, I, I certainly can relate to that. But uh, y you mentioned kind of the, the bad or negative side of, of yeah. performing a lot. And like, sounds like you were touring internationally. What uh, what kind of comes to mind there? I'm curious. Um, yeah, it, it's all sorts of different things. Um Going from bad drivers uh, from the airport to the festival, oh. dri driving crazy, <laughs> driving under the influence. Uh, and the um, roads over there are like this narrow, I imagine, right? <laughs> yeah, and definitely if you go out in somewhere in the mountains uh, on a small country road with a with a drugged up uh, a driver, that's uh, that's pretty hectic. <laughs> uh, or driving really fast on the freeway, uh, way too fast. Um, being left alone at the airport, uh, forgotten about. Oh, being on a lineup and oh. yeah, stranded. Um, I also tried uh, <laughs> being on a lineup on a festival in Greece, and when I showed up, they had actually forgotten to fill in my time slot. So I was I was in in Greece for seven days without any uh, option to play because they forgot to put me there but they 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 still uh, <laughs> cared for me because I, I had the the backstage pads and all that so wow. that was really really weird um and in the end a really bad experience still <laughs> um and all these uh, things about not getting paid what's agreed uh having to wait months for your fee or not seeing it at all um yeah <laughs> but it, it seems since kind of leaving that behind you found this whole, i don't know if it's a whole new life but this this very vibrant audience that's still growing on um i mean namely spotify but this uh this kind of international online following was was that something you consciously kind of pivoted toward or how did that uh did that develop? i think it was uh it developed a bit when i started interesting myself uh, investing my time more into the drone ambient parts mm. of uh, of the genre, and um, uh, I, I think uh, I got more and more interested in uh, how the whole Spotify thing worked, and uh, and sort of also got addicted to to actually getting this uh, growing because it it was really giving for me to use my platform and my uh, my pages to promote other artists work that I really enjoy listening to. And there's so much quality out there mm. from all these different indie artists uh, all over the world with, too, right? Yeah, just exactly. And with corners. basically no listeners at all. And that's really a shame because there's so much good music there. So I really tried to dedicate myself to make this, uh, ambient playlist work and grow. So all these smaller artists had a chance to, to have a say also. 
um, and that's uh, that's amazing to see. And uh, I've been uh, uh, getting a lot of messages from people who are really thankful for being featured, um, and that's amazing. That's really that's really nice to see because it's so difficult today. If you have haven't got any huge fan base to begin with, it's it seems like it's completely impossible to. It's like to an get ocean your, now, isn't it? The yeah, new, it is. New music being produced and released every day. Exactly, and so much music, and so much good music as well. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, a lot of uh, talent on the scene right now as a whole. Yeah. Um, now, the kind of music you do specifically, and it really is a certain flavor, and it, it reminded me of some other ambient artists like Tim Hecker, or um, there's a producer in Canada, I think, called La Seal, but it's it's uh oh Lussel, yeah oh, Lussel, uh, yeah I, I, I know them both uh from uh, from their work yeah it's uh, um it's a very immersive very specific type type of atmospheric music i'm i'm curious how did you originally realize that was your your sound or your um kind of your main style like how did what was kind of your uh, introduction into that um, basically first, uh, my introduction was, uh, this whole live improvising thing. Um, I was doing, uh, some music with a couple of friends, uh, called Fallen Metropolis. Hmm. Also where, uh, same label, I just released my Latitudes album on. Hmm. Uh, and one of the guys from Fallen Metropolis, uh, has an approach where he completely records everything live. There's everything is improvised and everything is recorded in one go and there is no post editing. And that's, um, that approach really inspired me because I've never done that before. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of intimidating to, to think of as opposed to careful meticulous control over each moment. Exactly. When, yeah. It's kind exactly. of exciting. And, and the crazy thing about this is, um, working in, uh, like this just, uh, made it made me able to complete uh, entire tracks daily um, and sometimes more tracks uh, on a day so uh, the the re the record was 10 tracks in one day we recorded the, at his place wow. um, and then you have to throw away something definitely because uh, not everything is uh, in place but it's really nice to hear how organic these tracks get when you record them live and improvise, uh, because nothing is, uh, you can't, you can't count the track. Uh, if you sit there and try to, to predict what's coming next, mm. I really like the, I really like the, um, the organic, uh, and odd, uh, set up the track gets. Yeah. Yeah. It gives it more spontaneity. Yeah, I think, and it really works well with ambient music. Because you you have a listener who's who's uh, who's using it maybe as a background music, so it's nice that something is going on all the time, not too repetitive, but still repetitive in a way. Hmm. But yeah, this this really got me into to producing tracks like this and uh, listening to more and more of the tracks I I had as submissions for my playlist. I really. Uh, got inspired uh, to produce more on my own and dive deeper into this genre. Uh, I've been listening a lot to the American artist uh, Hilliard. Um, oh, I'm not familiar with them. Yeah. 
uh, he's, uh, he's one of my really big inspirations in this sort of ambient. I really enjoy listening to his work. Uh, um, and I've, I've drawn a lot of inspiration from his tracks. Definitely. Uh, I, I told him many times <laughs> hmm. that I'm really inspired by his work and, uh, I'm, I'm happy with featuring his tracks in my mixes and in my playlists and, because they're they're really 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 good, at least to me. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I really enjoy. I really enjoy listening to his work, uh, and I still do uh, uh, almost every day actually. Um, and it's amazing, really. But I think uh, it he has a big part in uh, where my music is is going these days uh, in terms of direction. Um. And I've been, I've actually been trying to to leave it a, behind a bit and try to s- experiment uh, in other genres, but I'm just stuck right now in this uh, genre. And it's, just, uh, it's too fun, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, that's that's where I am right now. So I've got to stick with it, and hopefully at some point it'll, it'll change. But <laughs> if not, it's all right. Um, I get a lot of work finished, so that's that's pretty cool. I finished one new track today as well. Uh, so I started in the morning and finished it here in the afternoon. Wow. Uh, it takes a bit of planning and then I record it live. Uh, that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I was kind of curious a little more to, to kind of hear how that all works. So I, when I hear your kind of music, I mean, I imagine a, a vast like keyboard and synth collection, but is, is that the case really? Or what do you usually... Uh, not, uh... not really in this setup. It's really minimal um, because I, I want everything to be um, in reach. Hmm. So I have everything in front of me. Uh, I'm using a small controller with uh, with faders. So I'm, I limit myself to eight channels. Because it has eight channels uh, on the faders, so I put things together for eight eight tracks only, and then uh, I make my keyboard able to play more than than one synth via MIDI. So I uh, sort of set up everything so it works, and then I use the faders to sort of like a mixer. Uh, to put the things in eventually when I want them to to drop in, and then I have a few uh, guitar pedals hooked up so oh. I uh, can uh, use those uh, just uh, as a looper or and I have a reverb as well um, and a multi effect uh, hooked up on some of the synths. So that's basically the setup. It's pretty, it's pretty small and works uh, really well. Um, yeah. So the the sounds are all gen- generated in your computer, would you say? And you just control them. Yeah. It it depends on what what sort of track I'm gonna make, and it changes from track to track. But if we if we take the one to I I did today. Mm-hmm. I had one uh, uh, one of the channels was from my Access Virus TI, which is uh, one of my go-to synths. Okay. Uh, and um, then I had 
three or four things coming from Omnisphere, the VST. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that one. Um, then I had one thing coming from the virus Indigo. There was a field, there was a field recording as well. Yeah. So it sounds like a so, combination of a, a few different yeah, kind of elements exactly. of sound. And, and then the, the planning process that you mentioned, is that just deciding and, and dialing in all these different specific sounds you want to play with? And then the, yeah. the performing improvisation part is really just kind of like playing with them exactly. like you're in a sandbox. Wow. So that that whole thing sounds fun. It, it sounds like you really make it uh, enjoyable for yourself. Yeah, and uh, and that's the thing I really uh, like about this sort of music. Uh, when I started this approach to it, instead of sitting around and actually programming it, mm. it's way more fun to to play it, uh, and it's uh, it becomes something completely different. I can definitely tell from the tracks I've done before I started uh, this approach until now. Uh, there are even though the same style and the genre. They're completely different in uh, how in the way they sound, hmm. and also in the way, in how interesting they are. Uh, at least to my own ear, uh, probably a lot of people wouldn't even uh, notice the difference. Uh, it's hard to tell, but but I can definitely tell uh, from my own perspective. Hmm. That's very cool. I'm kind of I I do a couple of different things myself, and and one of them is uh, right now kind of ambient piano sort of minimalist pieces yeah. kind of de designed to um you know it's sort of like mellow relaxation music designed to perform well on on places like spotify and then i do my um singer songwriter oriented stuff that's my niagara moon project and uh mm -hmm. that s songwriter project is kind of like the polar opposite of of what you're describing because it's it's so based on all these different moments being carefully structured and organized and this, this strong narrative song to song. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's nice to break away from that and just feel like you can let things flow and you, uh, you know, it's a great way to be super, um, productive and just keep generating, um, you know, song after song. It sounds like it's, it's kind of like a faucet you turn on. You could go every day. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think it's a, it's really good to have some something that's completely different to to turn to, so you won't end up uh, having a writer's block mm. uh, because you're sitting and you're really trying to get this thing to work and you just can't. And there are always all these uh, pauses will come eventually uh, from time to time, and then I think it's really good and giving to try something completely different. Mm. Uh, in a whole new genre, uh, or do something completely different. Uh, what that might be, uh, hmm. <laughs> prepping food or something else. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You can't do just music forever. If you, if you don't kind of break it up with other aspects of life, it, you definitely kind of uh, you'll always exactly hit a wall after exactly. a while. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely goes with that saying. Um, the the kind of music you're you're focused on now in this recent release latitudes which again i i couldn't believe it was constructed that kind of simply it 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 i feel like it could be a soundtrack to like a, a cool edgy science fiction movie it's it's so uh, <laughs> such an intricate that would lesson. be that would be great <laughs> yeah yeah are you i uh, i highly encourage you to to seek out uh, soundtracking opportunities um 
Are, how do how do you imagine all your listeners kind of consume your music or uh, digest it? Like, what what's do you recommend it for a particular kind of setting, or where where do you think it uh, falls into? How, how do you think people interact with it? Um, I think many people use it for sleep, but but that's um, that's just a guess. Mm. Um, I think. Yeah, sleep or introspection or something, something like that. Uh, I don't think for regular relaxation because I think it's too, probably too dark at moments for that. Um, especially latitudes, which is a bit darker. Yeah, and it, it less, kind of puts you in a space. Melodic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, a bit darker than than what I have uh, in the pipeline from the next release. Um, but but I think yeah, for, for definitely for sleep, um, or maybe just staring out of the window when it rains. Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, I think I would uh, if I would recommend it. I would listen to it on the mountaintop. I think mm. <laughs> I do associate a lot of these soundscapes with like. So I've I've also been to Iceland long ago, but just I imagine going through the oh, the glaciers of yeah. Iceland. Or, uh, Iceland have been a, a really big inspiration to me as well. I like uh, watching movies on YouTube. Hmm. Uh, when I produce, having them running in the background without sound. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I sort of get into the mood, and I really like watching movies from Iceland. 4K movies from Iceland are just perfect for uh, this sort of production. And uh, it really worked well uh, while I was producing these tracks. Uh, also, sir, I don't sit and look into my door. Hmm. Uh, so I just sit and look somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. It, 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 it gets me more in the mood instead of just watching this thing record itself. Um, so I've, I've, I, I've been doing that a lot and I've used it a lot all through a, a long time, for at least 10 years, I think, I've been doing this when I make music. I really enjoy that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I imagine it might give you the all the more the feeling like you're providing a soundtrack, or in this case, your kind of your music is like accommodating a natural landscape that you're viewing, or yeah, something like that. And I'm, I'm part just of really inspired by mountains and all that, especially the landscapes of of Iceland and Norway, uh, Canada and Alaska. That's, Kamchatka in in Russia. I've mm. been using a lot from that as well. Uh, really beautiful places, and really uh, really huge inspiration source for me. Mm. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're in the the right place geographically. Uh, well, we we, we haven't got nature. any mountains here, uh, so it's just pastures. Yeah, uh, exactly. Completely flat country. So, well, maybe one day you can retire to uh, northern Iceland. <laughs> uh, man, I would studio. never, uh, I would never leave Denmark. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so you you mentioned Beyond Latitudes, which you just released. You you kind of have the next project in the pipeline. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know if you can discuss more on that. If if that's slated for uh, uh, later this year, or? we can go a bit into it. Uh, I have um, I have actually have two albums more coming this year because. Uh, the last six months, I've been extremely productive. Yeah, yeah, it sounds uh, like very prolific. 
Yeah. Um, so I have one coming uh, probably in April. Now we have to see with all this whole pandemic thing uh, how it turns out. But And the other thing will be around November, I think. Uh, I had to schedule my releases uh, so they don't uh, end up clotting together. Mm, yeah. Uh, so I, I really I have too much coming out. So I also started a new side project uh, to accommodate my productivity. <laughs> <laughs> you just got too much new music coming out to handle. Yeah, exactly. So name. My my distributor was. Uh, was talking to me about he wanted me to relax a bit, <laughs> so and not cut all things together. So that's what we're doing right now, uh, and it, it and it does work. Uh, so I have a lot of things going out as singles as well, which I need these six weeks between the releases, uh, as you probably also know. Mm. Uh, so the algorithm won't be too messy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But but it's 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 hard to to keep up with. Um, so I think uh, it's better to even though it's all ready now and it would be able to go out uh, tomorrow. It's mastered. It's done. The artwork is ready. Uh, all this is. But uh, we'll wait a bit. Yeah. So the, also it's sense. it's not good to release another album just after I just released this one so right Pe- people just kind of shut down it's, yeah, it's exactly cuz uh, latitudes already it, it, that's like 18 tracks right that's a very yeah exactly exactly yeah. It, it ended up being pretty long so it was also released as a double cd um and it will be on cassette tape as well uh We've seen an increase in uh, in that uh, in interest in cassettes with this sort of music lately. Yeah. Wow! So, huh. yeah. So that's a niche thing that's going on in the, within that subgenre, I think, and it's pretty cool. So th- that will be my second cassette release. <laughs> wow! Yeah, going very retro there. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, are you uh, obviously creatively? It sounds like you're in the the sweet spot, and kind of production-wise, things are going exactly how you'd like them to. And are, do you think you're working towards a, a larger goal with your music and the the way it's released and shared, or you're just kind of um, uh, you know very very comfortable where you are? Is that one thing I was thinking? If while you're kind of uh, holding off and generating all this new music all the time, like uh, developing a visual component of some kind too. I don't know what you have already, but uh, you know, there, there's some pretty incredible videos I bet that could be made off of, uh, off of the sounds you produce. (laughs) Well, I have no, uh, no really, I don't think I have any goal with where I am at the moment. Uh, I I think I take it pretty slow every day and, Mm. I like to see things grow, which is really nice. Um, and lately, the last year, uh, things have grown exponentially really, really fast. Um, and that's also because I have this work schedule that I do, so I can put so much time and effort into not only producing music, but also networking and promotion. Uh, and that really pays off. It does. Um, 
and I, I, I like doing that. Uh, I feel it's fun. Uh, I like networking. I like... Uh, it's like building up the musical community. It, yeah, exactly. And that's what I try to do with that. But that can be... A, I can say that's a goal, at least. Uh, being able to present even more uh, of these uh, lesser-known quality artists. Um, share the, their music and being inspired from what I hear from them. Uh, but definitely grow the, the whole thing around my ambient soundscapes thing. Uh, I really enjoy that. Uh, that's that's definitely something I, I want to put more time and effort into. And I do that every day, but I think sometimes it's, uh, it's taking up more time than my actual production. And that might be the case because I've, have so much things going on, uh, going for release right now, mm. that it that it takes up the time. But um, it's the kind of thing that goes in cycles. Like you get busier with networking and distribution for a while, but then that kind of fades out, and you can be cre- focused on the creative part of it for a spell. And I feel like it kind of comes in waves. Yeah, maybe it, it does. It definitely does. Um, but it's usually like this that every morning I spend one to two hours uh, listening to submissions. Um, it's on average between 20 to 50 tracks a day. Um, and that's a really nice way to get into the mood of production myself. Hmm. Uh, because there will eventually, and obviously in an amount of the, so many tracks, there will be something that I find inspirational. Uh, and that will make me open Ableton and get right in and start maybe create something on my own. Uh, so that's that's really nice for uh, for the the whole morning routine. I, I really like that. Yeah, that that's definitely that a goal. Awesome. Increase this uh, the reach of of the list and getting even better at the promotion part. And you mean specifically Spotify playlists in this case, and yeah, curating yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I have a few things in, uh, uh, which are I haven't really implemented yet, but I've been thinking about maybe uh, running a label uh, from this brand. Uh, that might be something I'll I'll consider and mm. actually start doing. I've been encouraged to do it. Um, but I'm not really sure I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm not really sure I have what it takes to actually run a label. <laughs> right. That's a uh, yeah, whole next level of uh, commitment. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not really sure I want to go there. Um, but the whole thing, uh, the whole thought about it is really interesting. Hmm. Yeah, no, it, it sounds like, um, yeah, a lot to look forward to pretty exciting stuff and i imagine your your reach is only going to keep growing from here like you said it's uh, been exponential um the, certainly the the vibe of your music is much needed in the <laughs> uh the current climate because it can either totally mellow you out or you know make you ready to to fall asleep or it just totally takes you into uh into another world it's very immersive so it's great to see that you've uh, been successful at that as of late I'm really happy with the, the way things evolved, uh, at least. Uh, and I see more and more of these uh, these artists get get some good attraction. 
um, even though it's pretty anonymous music. Uh, usually when I describe it for people who doesn't really listen to ambient music, I try to describe it as the music that goes on in the background on some sort of nature documentary. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's one way to describe it. <laughs> so I say the music you don't really uh, listen to while you're watching, but you're still sensing it in yeah. some way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's I think that's a really good way to express how how this actually feels and sounds. Everybody knows about the sort of music, but not really many people really gives the attention to it mm. because it's so anonymous. Yeah, but it's it's kind of interesting how you can just totally take it in subconsciously and not give it your yeah. attention. But I, maybe this is like a Brian Eno quote or something. But it's like you mm. you can either just let it fall over you however it will or you can really hone in on it and notice all the careful details like you can kind of treat it either way which is something that's always uh, appealed to me about it exactly and i think that's why it works on such a broad audience is because you can you can do both you can really nerd it if you want to do that uh, and you can just listen to it and perceive it in the way it is as something really relaxing and not to loud and punchy hmm. all right excellent henrik where do uh people find you where do you recommend uh you know certain links people should check out of yours or uh, i think on spotify definitely uh uh facebook soundcloud uh buddy in the end we're on i'm present on all platforms yep. uh, the, the usual suspects yeah everything actually um I think most of uh, of my streams are coming from YouTube, actually. So hmm. um, that might be the place to find the most part of the music. Also, the things that haven't been uh, uploaded to Spotify, because there's a pretty vast catalog that, that's not featured on the regular streaming things, which are only on SoundCloud and right. YouTube. All right. Well, you're everywhere, which is always good as far as the internet goes. <laughs> um, yeah. Th- thanks for talking to me today. This has been it's been great. Really enjoyable. I'm I got the kind of the creative bug now. I, th- I think right after this call, I'm gonna dig back into a song I'm working on. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. That was Lauga. Next time you're trying to get to sleep or meditate or just relax and space out. Um, his discography is there for the taking. It's, it's great stuff. I'm going to play you a song of his that he actually collaborated on with another artist, Matt Tondit. Um, so this is Lauga and Matt Tondit with a piece called Winter Walks. I'll see you next time. <laughs>